Monday, sisters and friends. I am so excited about this episode. I feel like I kind of say that every time, but this one is really, really special and really different. And um, we're just gonna get right into it because um, this is something that we've been talking about for a little while now doing, but we've never done before. We're gonna share a part of our family story that you may have known know little bits and pieces of, but we're gonna share kind of the whole of, of this part of our family story. If you follow our family and or know our family at all, you know that our family was built through adoption. And so we have adopted children and biological children that made up our family. And we feel so blessed and so gifted to have that as um, the way God made our family. And so um, our son, Will, was adopted when he was five weeks old and is the greatest gift to our life and to our family. And so today we have someone really, really special. And I feel like I'm getting already getting emotional yes. <laughs> just saying this. We have someone really, really special um, as a guest on this podcast for you to hear more about. But um, this is Will's birth mom, Emily Kemp. And I'm so excited for you to be here and for us to get to be here and just share together. And we're just going to like talk and let you listen in on a little bit about um, just talk about our story and yes. how God brought our story together and just amazing ways. And it's been the greatest blessing. Absolutely. But it came through a lot of pain mm -hmm. and a lot of hardship. I and did. so I'm so grateful for you. I just want to say that. Um, well, it's great to be here. It's good to be here. And I'm grateful for you as well. I'm just so glad to to have y'all in our lives. Thank you. Yes. I always say that we'll, um, so we got Will in December of 2001. And um, I always say that he was—he came right before Christmas, so he felt like the greatest gift right. that I've ever been given, and he remains to be the greatest gift I've ever been given. And um, you are the one who like gave us that gift, <laughs> and so yeah. I'm so grateful to you for that, and so grateful for, um, yeah, all the memories come back of that time in our life. Yes. Whenever Will came into our family, and I'm sure those memories come back in different ways for you. And so I, I thought it would be really great if we could just talk a little bit about your story. We're going to talk about adoption a lot today. We're going to talk about, um, you know, God's goodness and His grace, of course, even okay. in the hard things. And um, so let's just start. Let's just get into it. Okay. 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 And, um, and just have a conversation. And I'd love for you to just share a little bit about your story and you can like start from like birth or you can start at like <laughs> I was a teenager or whatever, whatever parts of your story you want to share. Well, it, of course it did start out, you know, young. I was um, uh, a child of divorce, which is no, not fun at all. Um, but growing up, I was 10 years old. My parents divorced. Uh, my little sister stayed here. I moved around uh, with our dad and um, we were raised pretty much, you know, you have closed lips. You don't tell anybody what's going on. Everything is fine. Um, and that was true with a lot of people at that day and age in the 80s and 90s. Um, but grew up, of course, we all go through our you know, teenage years. Uh, a lot of people may not have the best teenage years. Uh, but I myself made a lot, of, uh, a lot of choices that have affected the rest of my life. Um, but going through school, you know, graduating high school and being practically a rebel, 
Um, you know, I was ultimately given the choice of you know, when I graduated, either I move out and get a uh, get a job, or I go into the military. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was I was that was a shock. Um, so I was 19 years old, um, signing up to go into the United States Army, and I did in February of '01. Uh, I went to the United States Army. Um, it was great. I loved it. However, had some medical issues. Um, they were see- I was seeing doctors about shin splints, and uh, so they granted me a 30-day convalescent leave to come back home here in West Monroe. And um, while I was here is uh, when I kind of found out that somebody was moving inside. Wow. So... Um, so was, you were basically at boot camp. I was in boot camp. You were in boot camp. I had already gone all the way through boot camp, had graduated. Pregnant, but right, not knowing you were pregnant. Had no clue. Wow. Um, I had gotten all the way to Redstone Arsenal in wow. Huntsville, Alabama, and I was at my advanced individual training, which is our schoolhouse, mm-hmm. learning my job, my MOS. And uh, when I had come home, that's when I started, you know, feeling something move, and I, you know, woke up and kind of started telling my mother that uh and she was like hmm might be dealing with a situation here so sure enough i went to life choices in in monroe louisiana wow i didn't even know that i did i did so life choices is a pregnancy center yes here in Monroe, right? And, um, yeah, that's yes. amazing. So they did confirm it. Did they, they do an ultrasound, it. or how did you? Um, they uh, initially did the you know the regular pregnancy test, mm-hmm. but then they did an ultrasound and come to find out I was oh gosh I'm trying to remember now. So March, April, May, June, July I was five months pregnant. Wow, I was. So I had gone through all of that rigorous training. Oh my goodness, pregnant. And normally within your first six weeks, if you start doing things like that, you'll you'll lose the baby yeah um but no he's stuck in there with me (laughs) he's strong and still is yeah (laughs) that's right um but yes so found that out and i had to go back to my command and let them know what was going on but of course none of my uniforms fit so i stood out like a you know Mm -hmm. sore thumb but um but overall they they knew that it was no one's no one's fault Mm -hmm. um so they honorably discharged me, okay. gave me the opportunity to go back if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. But the next step was, okay, when I get home, what am I doing? Um, so I got home. I'm still uh, roughing it. Um, ended up going to a maternity home and um, decided to give him up for adoption because abortion just was not in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had no home. I had nowhere to go. I had no money. Um you know, you're scared. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Uh, I had no clue what to do. So I went to Sellers and was around wonderful people, mm-hmm. but they're the ones who assisted me through the process of adoption. Yeah. You know, and I was very well aware he would go to the children's home and, you know, somebody would adopt him, but it would be a good Christian, godly family. Yeah. So that's when my prayers really hit hard mm-hmm. is I started praying fervently. Just, you know, God, give him a place to go. Give him somebody that's going to love him mm-hmm. and going to be able to provide for him the way I couldn't. Yeah. Um, and So while you're kind of like in that place yes, right now, let's yes. talk about that. Because one thing that I just am really passionate about, about adoption is is the language of like choosing adoption. Because I think a lot of people say like, oh, I gave up my child for adoption. And I think that can have... Some people it that can have, can a, have neg- a negative, negative connotation, and so. Right. But what you did, did was not give up your child for adoption. You chose adoption yeah. for your child, and that's such a beautiful choice. And I just think birth moms are such heroes because what you're doing is choosing life. You're first choosing life for 
for your child. Right. And then you're choosing a life that is is better than what you feel like you can provide at the Absolutely. moment, which is the case for a lot of women. You're in a position where you're not in the position in life where you can raise a child. Right. And so you make a, a, a really selfless and really difficult choice. The hardest decision. Yeah. The hardest decision. I can't imagine a harder decision, but it's such a beautiful just symbol of love and selfless love for this baby that's growing inside you. It's absolutely such an unselfish decision to say, I'm going to choose something better than I can give my child right now. Right. So. Well, and that was the big thing. It's just, you know, I... I wanted him to be able to have more than I ever did. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I had him in November of, of 01. And in my brain, I was like, okay, um, I'm not going to choose to see him. So I chose not to see his face. Mm -hmm. I didn't hold him. I didn't touch him. I didn't see his face because I knew if I did, yeah. he would come home with me. Yeah. And that was not going to be great for either of us. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, you know, told God, give him kisses for me. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to attempt to not get emotional, but um, but I just I kept going after that point. Yeah. But I didn't change mentally. I, my heart didn't change, so mm -hmm. I I just kept doing the same things I was yes. doing. I didn't go back into the military probably like I should have. Mm -hmm. um, so but from our perspective, um, us getting will, yes. it was um, it it was miraculous. I mean, it really truly was. You know that. A lot of adoptions take years and all that. It was just really miraculous. We found out about Will, and he was a month old. We found out, and I'll forget, you know, getting his picture and just could not wait to love on that sweet face. And so we got him within just a week. So God's hand was just on his life. And those prayers that you were praying at that moment for him were just answered so beautifully and so quickly because I just feel like from the time we got him, we found out about him to the time we got him and he came to their home just happened so fast. And um, it just truly was nothing short of miraculous. Right. So, yeah, God was hearing your prayers. Absolutely. As a 19-year-old, not knowing what you were going to do and not knowing how your life was going to turn out, God was hearing your prayers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I just kept going. Um you know, I knew he was going to be in safe hands, so I just continued on. And uh, I ended up, uh, I'll see, that was 01 and 03. Um, I had another child who is my son now. Uh, he's amazing. But uh, I did uh, kind of preserve the name I originally, you know, gave mm -hmm. your will yeah. and Bob. Yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna have to but, come back to all of that. Yes, we'll like, have to get back to all that. But let's just say, <laughs> let's just tell the audience right now, first yeah. of all, that we both have sons named Will. Right. Yes. <laughs> so she has. We call him Little Will. Right. And we, and our Will, we have always called Bob as a nickname right. because he loved Veggie Tales, Bob the Tomato, and Bob the Builder, and all these Bob um, cartoons when he was little. Right. And so we started calling him Bob when he was small and so I love it. We called your Will from our in our house we called him Little Will. Right. And um because he was younger than our Will. Mm -hmm. And um we call our Will Will and Bob. So yes. <laughs> it's gonna be a little confusing as we tell this story, but there you go. That's okay. Roll with that's it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh but I had him in 03 um and I chose to keep him. I was in a safer spot in my brain. I was a safer spot. I was with my dad. I was working, had a place to live. So I was like okay. We'll, we'll go. Um, and I should say this, too, because yes. just about adoption, because a lot of adoptions are open adoptions, so this might not be as, 
as um, estranged now because a lot of people have open adoptions. But at they that do. time, our adoption was, was a closed adoption. Closed. And and most adoptions, I even think at that time, were closed. It right. wasn't quite as common to have an open adoption. So whenever we got Will, we did not know Emily at all. We didn't know. All we knew was kind of a, a form that you had filled out. Right. And there were a few little things that were really neat to know about you, that you were musical and our Will's musical. And, you know, just some fun things, little facts that you had written down about yourself. That was always very special to us. But we didn't know. We didn't know you. We didn't even know you were from here because Will was with a foster family in Baton Rouge. And so we didn't know you wow, were from our town. No, we That's didn't even amazing. know you were from our town. We didn't wow. know where... Um, yeah, oh my where goodness. his birth mother lived or anything. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. yes. So, we, so we, you, you had your I will. Had, I had our uh-huh. will. And um, kept going. Again, no change. Mm-hmm. Just kept going. Um, a year later, in July of 04, I had another child. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did choose uh, adoption for her as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a bad relationship. It was a bad spot. And mentally, I was not capable mm-hmm. of taking care of another baby, um, especially still having one in diapers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did give her up for adoption. And she was a little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, then kept going, no change at all. Mm-hmm. And in, um, in 05, I had another one. Mm-hmm. And she's precious, and she does live with her daddy, um, but uh, still, there was a year change. So, by that point, we have moved, and we're back here in in Louisiana, um, but still on the same road. So, in two thousand six, in February, um, I I did have an abortion, and I uh, that's the that's one of the that's the second hardest decision in my life was that one. Um, so adoption for, for Bob, but then the abortion, uh, was hard. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that for God's grace and I'm thankful through Jesus, you know, he saved me in 07. Mm -hmm. So in 2007 is uh, when I couldn't take it anymore. Um, there was, there was so much shame, um, Shame on the outward appearance turns into weight gain, and you know your appearance changes, and that's when I had gained over you know 150 pounds, mm-hmm. just hanging on to it all. Yeah. Uh, so in 2007, I finally gave up, and I gave myself to Jesus, and I said, okay, I can't do this anymore. Wow. Um, so that is when life started happening. Yeah, it was in 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, we started going to. And yeah, what do you think happened that like was like do you just feel like you hit bottom and you felt like I have to, I have to make a change or was there someone speak something into your life or how, what do you, how do you feel like you were able at that point to make a change where you weren't before? The sweetest thing was, uh, was after the abortion, uh, I was in a sad place, but God speaks through children a lot. Um, and see Will at that point, little Will Mm -hmm. at that point was three years old Mm -hmm. and he had just come home one day, and he was just like, Mama, it's okay. Aww. Three years old. What three-year-old do wow. you know? But it's just, yeah. you know, I feel like God does speak through children. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and there's scripture about right. that childlike faith. And right. Jesus is like, let the kids come to me because right. there's something special about the faith of a child. And they know things. Exactly. They know the, the Spirit of God and exactly. that love and that unconditional right. love. Right. And that's that, when I really started diving into scripture. And, you know, and in my heart, God said, it's okay. You can keep going. So he did give me that hope so I could get up. Mm 
And I stood up and gave my life to Christ, went through baptism, and ultimately God started making a way. And then he showed us right to White's Ferry Road Church, and that's when it starts. And as you were telling that, too, like— you know, there's that scripture, and I'm terrible at saying like where it is. I, I never am know. Too. I'm just I am like too. there's a scripture there. somewhere. You can go <laughs> find it. Yeah, it's somewhere in there right. that talks about how we're drawn to God's love, and we and we're drawn. We understand God's mercy, mercy through His kindness. Right. And like some people, you know, you can, you know, there's the people that might be like the judgmentalness of like, sure. oh, you shouldn't do this or you shouldn't do this. But it's actually God says like we're drawn to Him through His kindness. Right. And that reminds me of that as your little will kind of saying that to you. It's going to be okay. Like you understand it's like, oh, it's grace. It's God's kindness. It's His love for me right. that draws me to Him and helps me to understand my worth and my value. And it's not about what I've done or what I haven't done or what I'm going to do. It's about what Jesus did for me. That's right. His love and grace and kindness. So That's yeah, right. look up that verse. But I love that. That's I, love, right. I love that scripture. <laughs> I love that scripture because I think that, yeah, some people, you know, see a young girl in your position and they think like, well, she shouldn't do this or she shouldn't right. do this or she shouldn't do this. Right. But instead that just makes you feel more shame, right? The digs more, a deeper hole, uh huh. And right. you're and and you're running, right? Rather than saying like, God loves you and He's here for you and He's with you even at your hardest time, right? And um, that oh, grace that this. will yes. spoke over you, absolutely. And and that's the whole thing too. And what I what I didn't say was, um, through um, the last two pregnancies along with the abortion, mm-hmm. uh, I told no one. Oh, wow. No one knew mm-hmm. except for who was directly involved. Yeah. Um, so family didn't know. Mm-hmm. No one knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was holding every yeah. bit of that, and mm-hmm. it was destroying me inside. Mm-hmm. And after Will said that, I was like, you know, I've got to do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so gave my life to him. We moved to White's Free Road Church in 2008. Okay. Um, we started going to church there. It was amazing. Wow. Had so many new friends, you know, little Will had so many new friends and it was so fun because they were calling him mini me yeah. and there's big Will over here and there's yeah. uh, all the cousins. Mm-hmm. And um, so we so just many new friends, right. including our Will. Including your Will. So right. that's kind of where our stories begin to converge. Right. But really, we didn't know it for, had no clue. for, a, for another year a or so. long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After that. Right. So I think we should go ahead and kind of like share that part of the story. Absolutely. That's pretty amazing, I think. Absolutely. So, um, your family started coming to the church that we we went to at the time, Whitesbury right. Road, and um, our Wills became friends. Best friends. And they mm-hmm. were just the cutest little— They were inseparable. They were the cutest little kids. <laughs> we called your Will Mini-Me because he looked just like our Will, like That's a little right. Mini-Me. But it never occurred to it us— It never clicked. Never occurred to us not. that they were brothers. And so, because for us, too, like, we didn't even know that you lived in this town. We didn't know anything. And and um, your little Will was so cute, and our little Will was so cute, and then they would— be at camp together in the oh summer. Gosh, we yes. have pictures of them. Right, together. Before we knew they were brothers. That's right. We have pictures of them together. I remember right. one summer they both came to camp with, we called it like a frohawk, where they like, That's the one. both <laughs> had the little mohawks <laughs> and the little afro right there in the middle of a so sure cute. Did. And so we, um, we like have pictures of them through the years as kids, as right. friends. Right, yeah. absolutely. They were just the little wills. That's right. Yes. And so um, I'll never forget 
one day, I think it was your dad who kind of realized it, or did you realize it and well, then tell your dad? Or Actually, it was in 2009, mm-hmm. and I only remember that because he was turning eight. Okay. And it was, y'all were talking to dad, you and Willie. Mm-hmm. Y'all were talking to dad about the birthday party and everything happening, mm-hmm. and y'all said you wanted Mini-Me to come. Mm-hmm. So dad was like, oh, great, you know, what day is it? Then you told him the date. Yes. And that's when dad kind of stood still, and now... now Little Will and I had already gone. We'd right. already left. And um, so we were in the church foyer. Yeah, and right. I do remember your dad saying to me, Oh, when's your Will's birthday? Right. And I said it because he was having a birthday coming up and we were planning a party. And I said his birthday. Yes. And that's when it clicked. That's when it clicked. Whenever right. we all said the mm-hmm. year. That's yes. when it clicked, mm-hmm. and that's when Dad was just, you know, he was yeah. he was mm-hmm. stuck. You know, yeah. it was uh-huh. just almost like he couldn't move. Yeah, and he didn't say anything to me. I didn't notice He it. didn't right uh-uh. then. Because mm-hmm. I asked him, I said, oh, when's your little Will's, when your Will's birthday? And yes. we just went on and didn't right. know anything. Didn't know. Yes. And it, were, it, was, uh-huh. it was a couple of weeks later, about yeah. two or three weeks later, mm-hmm. whenever I had received a phone call from Dad mm-hmm. to come out to his house and, you yeah. know, let's sit down. Um, so, but that was the first thing I told him. It's like, well, I've told you everything. You know everything yeah. now, so mm-hmm. I'm not in trouble. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. You had already, and that's so beautiful because you had already come to the place of healing. Absolutely. Before this happened. Right. Which I think is also a beautiful part of the story and part of kind of my prayers for Will because, um, I'll never forget as a, as a mom, there was, I had a friend who, or half a friend who was adopted and she had met her birth mom and it wasn't a good experience. And so I'll never forget her telling me whenever um, we got Will, don't ever let him meet his birth mom because it'll be another rejection. Because for her, it was, it was another rejection. And I remember, I just like, that's not going to be Will's story. And I just started praying right then, like, God, like when Will meets his birth mom, because I knew that he would want to someday, and I and I wanted that for him if, right. if that's something he wanted, and um, and I knew that I would, you know, wanted to meet you someday, and I just I remember praying from that day on, like Lord, when he meets his birth mom, let her be a believer, let her love you, and let her be in a good place that she can receive Will, and they can have a relationship, and I just prayed for y'all's relationship from like. Day, day one, one. Right. and God answered those prayers so beautiful oh in His timing, mm-hmm. not always the way we expect or know, but in His right. timing. There's one other story. I think I told you this recently, but I, I think I think I did, but um, I'll never forget. So we didn't know even your name. We didn't know anything, but Will was born. I mean, Will's, Will's adoption day was the same day that we had Bella. So we basically oh got two babies. Two for one. Two for one in one day. <laughs> so same day that we... Um, Bella was born was Will's like official adoption. We wow. had had him since he was five weeks old. Wow. But when you actually go to court right. and sign the papers, because they have to do home studies and all that, and it, that takes nine months right. in the state of Louisiana at the time. I don't know now. In Louisiana, it takes nine months for like everything to be finalized and you go to court. Well, Will and Bella are 10 months apart. So it oh happened to be on her birthday, what, uh, actual birthday, was the day that um, the adoption was final. Mm-hmm. So Willie take, took him up to the courthouse, and he got to go. And I wasn't able to be there because I was in the hospital. And um, so he signed the papers, and he snuck a peek at the birth, original birth certificate oh and saw goodness. your name, that your name was Emily. Really? But he didn't see your last name. So all we knew was that your name was Emily. That's all that we knew um, from that. And then so one day when Will was little— I remember he said to me, we were at a track meet just randomly. And he said, he's like little, he's like, I don't know, five or six. And he said, mom, 
what's your friend's name? And I said, what friend? He said, your friend who gave me to you. And I said, her name was Emily. And it was so sweet because I knew it. I was so glad that I knew your name so I could say that to him. And I thought it was so cute because he's like, what's your friend's name? Because he just knew that. We were friends because you gave him to me, you know, and um, he was one that we, from day one, day one that we um, got him, you know, old enough to understand or understand anything. He loved to hear his birth story and we would show him his book of the day we got him and, you know, all the things that we knew. And so it was really sweet that I really kind of peeked over and saw your your name. So I was able to say, (laughs) say your name in that moment. I'm glad he did. Absolutely. Uh Oh my goodness. so your dad realizes it. He did. And he tells you. Well, interestingly enough, mm-hmm. when we were sitting down on his porch, mm-hmm. um, he looked at me in my face and he said, do you have any idea where your firstborn is? And I just sat there. It was about, mm-hmm. about a good couple of minutes. And, you know, you know how God reveals things to yeah. us. Uh-huh. Um, and I looked at him and I said, I see his face. Mm-hmm. He said, what do you mean? I said, I see who it is and he said well who do you think it is i said mm-hmm. it's will roberts said oh, and wow. he said how do you know that mm-hmm. i said i'm going to get emotional <laughs> i said yeah god let me see his face wow and i said is that who you're saying he said wow. that's exactly who your firstborn son is that's amazing so yeah after that day and even though like they had been friends for absolutely. a couple of years mm-hmm. but our church is a pretty good sized church yes. and so even though you know they were and they were a year and a half i guess they're gonna have parts and they weren't always like together like they were in right. separate classes but they would you know see each other in the foyer or be together at camp right but it wasn't like we're this tiny church that you know you huge. would have known it it's right. big so you know it, that was the wild part. It, for, yeah, for God to reveal that to you in that right. moment. That, right. That's it, it was super wild. Mm. And and just after that yeah. is when God really mm-hmm. began the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, we just kept going. And I remember talking to you, and it's like, okay, we'll just mm-hmm. yeah. we'll sit this here yeah. until the boys get old enough yeah. to understand, yes. you know, until he starts asking questions. Mm-hmm. Um you know, which yeah. took us to where we are now, yeah. you know, and I, I even remember in 2016, mm-hmm. whenever uh, you guys called us to hear him sing the national anthem yeah. at Texas Motor Speedway, which is, was a great event, that but was it was amazing really to hear that, you know, he had the voice, you know, mm-hmm. he got the voice that's been passed down generations. Yeah. And I always like, I, he certainly didn't get it for me because I cannot sing. And he always he was so cute when he was little because we would sing in the car and he'd be like, mom, no. And, oh, no. <laughs> and one day I said, because he has this like beautiful singing voice. Yes. And I'll never forget seeing your dad. He sang at the um, Christmas yes. play one year. Yes. And being like, oh, my goodness. Okay, no wonder. That's this where is it where is. we'll got the voice from. That's yes. right. And, um, but yeah, that was really special because yes. you've sang the national anthem uh-huh. at different events. Uh-huh. And then Will got was able to do that. Right. And so we were like, y'all have to come. So and so we got this staying there together it and was watch so fun. Will it was so amazing. the national anthem. Yes. So that, that was a pretty special moment. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. So we kind of, as a relationship, I think one thing that I want to um, just honor you in is you've just been so kind and respectful and gracious ever since day one, from the moment we got the call to say, hey, you know, and we were like, what? what? <laughs> we were in shock. Yes. We were in shock. But from the first time we talked, you were just so kind and gracious and just whatever fears like I might have, 
um, you put them at ease. And so I hope I did the same for you, whatever fears you might have in that moment to, we were able to say like, Hey, we're both moms and we both love our kids so much and we want the best for them. And we really kind of went about it that way. And we said, absolutely. Because you had your little will to think about, I had my will to think about. And Mm -hmm. we said like, okay, we're going to wait and we're going to pray about this and kind of just watch. And when the time right, time's right, God's going to reveal that for us to share this with our kids. And so, well, and that was like my thing. I was in my brain. It's like, oh, I'm just glad to be here. Yeah. You know, because Mm -hmm. my prayer was answered at that point. One of them Mm -hmm. was, I got to see him. Mm-hmm. I got to watch him grow, mm-hmm. you know, from a distance. Yeah. You know, and that was great with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I never wanted to hone in or interrupt mm-hmm. or make ripples, you know, make yeah. waves. You know, I just didn't want to do that because nobody deserves that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just glad to be there. You know, it kind of reminds me of a movie, but I don't remember. <laughs> um, but it's just, mm-hmm. it was amazing just yeah. to be able to see who he is and who y'all are and to know that God answered that prayer that y'all are precious people and you're amazing and you've always put your children first ahead of you and that's all i prayed for was Mm -hmm. just like god just let him have the right heart yeah you know just just let him grow up and know who he is and who you are yeah yeah that was huge and he does Mm -hmm. he's a great man of god certainly absolutely and yeah so yeah we took our time and just decided you know we needed to we needed to get to each, to know each other right. too, and just kind of get to know each other right. just a little bit behind the scenes and that kind of thing. And then whenever we told our wills, I think their responses were was the cutest thing ever. Absolutely. So I called Emily and was like, "Okay, <laughs> do you think it's time? I think it's time." And we decided that we were going to do it, you know, the same day, so that our, you know they would know. Right. They would know at the same time, and it wouldn't be like one would know and the other one wouldn't. Which I thought that was so. So respectful for y'all for us to do that together. Absolutely. That was really great. And um, what did your what was your little Will's? Oh response? my goodness! <laughs> when I finally got home, um, I sat on his bed and I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you know, hey man, we we need to talk." Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's seventh grade. Um, and I told him, I said, "Okay," because he had known the story. Yeah, you know, I was very transparent with mm-hmm. him. Uh, that's one thing I didn't grow up with transparency, so mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that he knew transparency. And I told him, I said, okay. I said, well, I just, I just got some information today that, um, that I can tell you that uh, you, your best friend, is actually your your biological brother. And he was so excited. There were tears, lots of tears, mm-hmm. but they were tears of joy. I yeah. believe in my heart. Yeah. Um, because mm-hmm. he did not express any anger or resentment mm-hmm. or anything. It was more so. When do I get to hug him? When do I get to see him? You know, can we go to the basketball game? Yeah. You know? uh-huh. uh, but at that point in time, they had already, you know, best friends. Yeah. Back and yeah. forth, mm-hmm. you know. But now it's yeah, <laughs> it's every day. So great. But it's amazing. Yeah. But his response is mm-hmm. it. It's the phrase that Dad has always said. You know, never be surprised at what God does. Yeah. Always be amazed. Yeah. So I'm, I stand in amazement always. That's good to know that mm-hmm. it, that his response was so positive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and you'll have to yeah. tell everybody what that what was. My okay, Bob's so response. that was that was our will too. It was so cute because I never forget we're sitting at the table. He had um, gotten home from school that day, and I just I said, "Hey, I have some same thing, you know, same thing. I have something to tell you." Right. And he went, "Mini me's my brother," just like that. Like, and he was just like. All smiles. I love it. He was so happy, so excited. There was no like tension or it was just like joy. It was right. like that's amazing. That's like so cool. look at God. Right. Look what God <laughs> just did. And I'm like 
Exactly. Right. Look what God just did. Like you could not write that story. You, could you not, couldn't, you know? Yeah. And so it was the same way. So I remember calling you and you were like, that's the same response it's amazing. Had, and like, that's exactly our will. It was that's just right. so good and so amazing. And from then we started just building a relationship and you come into things or birthday parties or different things. That, Little things here and there. Yeah. That uh-huh. And it just grew from there and we let it grow gradually. The right. rest grow gradually. And Absolutely. I feel like God just, his hand was in every step of it. And so I'm so thankful for that. Oh, gosh. Like a musical, he orchestrates every bit of it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. You can't even, you could never have planned it. Mm -hmm. So um, you told about being there for when he sang the national anthem, which was really special. And then another kind of like the ultimate special moment just happened. Oh, goodness. When Will and Abby just got married. Absolutely. And that was just amazing. That was an absolutely amazing day, like several days. Mm -hmm. Uh, The emotion... Uh, and the spirit behind their wedding was just insurmountable. Yeah. You know, I just, I don't know if we could have seen, you know, God's face right there. And, yeah. You know, he was there right yeah. there. Um, yeah. You know, being able to be there and, and spend the day with everyone. And it, during the ceremony, the most mm-hmm. powerful part was getting to hold you mm-hmm. and, and grasp you and pray. Yeah. And, you know, all yeah. of us with tears down our faces. Mm-hmm. Um but that to me was the most important yeah. part was they know that we're all surrounding them. Okay, so let's talk about that moment because that was a moment that I will never forget. It was just so special. So it was this moment in the ceremony. I'll just kind of tell y'all. Um, it's after they say their vows. And we just had this moment where the pastor invited all of us up, um, his family, yeah. and um, to come up and just pray over Will and Abby. And we had music and it was just beautiful. So we're huddled up, like hands and hearts, close. like all close together. Yes. Will and Abby Holy. are in the center. Mm-hmm. And it's just a time for us to just pray over them and their marriage. And um, so we're standing beside each other. Mm-hmm. And we both just like reach over just and touch. On. And we're just like, <laughs> then it's like the shaking. <laughs> and then it's like the sobbing. Oh, the sobbing was oh, yeah. intense. It was. Yes. It was like we were both just like shaking right. and crying and just so grateful mm-hmm. for the moment Absolutely. and so thankful and it was just beautiful and I'll never forget I like opened my eyes and peeked for a bit to see Will and Abby and their heads together and Will singing Ooh. and uh, mm-hmm. it because you could hear his voice and Absolutely. it was just so beautiful mm-hmm. and we just got to be there and pray together and thank God for what he did Absolutely. and um, yeah right that's and, and that was all in my brain you know after we had um all gone back to our seats, you know, it was just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. And I was literally shaking like a leaf. Mm-hmm. And uh, my husband was like, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's just, I just see God. Yeah. You know, I, I saw God with you and I saw God and Willie and I look up at Will and Abby as well and tears running down their faces. Mm-hmm. And just to be able to, to see the love mm-hmm. that they have for each other and know that the love that God has for us. Yeah. It's just, it was yeah. huge, huge moment. Just to be there. And I was just so thankful and grateful that we've had these years Mm -hmm. to connect. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true, too, thinking about that. Like, the timing, we were able to be at a place, you know, to where we were able to just be there together in that moment. That's so special. And then the dance. We did the the mother-son dance. Yes. So sweet. It was so fun. It was so fun. So Will and I 
started the dance and then halfway through we passed him <laughs> off and Emily came out and danced with Will right. and it was so sweet. It was great. It was really fun. So great. So many great pictures that uh-huh. I've seen. But it was just, and then we just it was wonderful. Celebrated. We Absolutely. Party. It was a huge dance party. We danced all, all night together and had the best celebration yes. of these this two amazing couple becoming Absolutely. one. So it was great. It was the best. So rehearsal dinner, your dad's speech, I think, was just, it was so emotional and so sweet and so beautiful. And for actually a lot of our, like our other kids had not necessarily heard a lot of like his part of the story right. or whatever. They know you, but they right. don't necessarily know your dad and, right. and your, more of your family. And right. so that was really special for him to share. It absolutely was. Yeah. And he, ooh. Everybody was teared up by that time. Mm-hmm. It's just there were so many tears flowing. He is an emotional person as it is, which is where we get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just enjoyed allowing God come through him. Yeah, you know, to make sure that everyone knew, especially Bob and Abby, mm-hmm. that he he has prayed for all of us mm-hmm. involved, you and Willie, Bob, mm-hmm. um, just to make sure that they know that. They are loved. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they were always loved. Yeah. From, you know, the first time that he found out. Yeah. Um, but dad, I, mm-hmm. he he reaches new levels. Yeah. When it comes to even the power of prayer. Yeah. And he is just, you know, God has just given him so many gifts. Mm-hmm. But we could not leave that place without tears. Oh, no. No. No one did. Mm-hmm. And which I was thinking about in you sharing like that part of your story and your teenage years that were difficult and you had some different difficult years, you know, times when you came back and lived with your dad and everything. So but God has done a lot of work in his life so as well. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that that moment was just a culmination mm-hmm. kind of of all of that. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things you touched on earlier that I want to kind of go back to because I I think it's like really powerful and can be really helpful for people as they're listening. Because I think people are going to, there's going to be so much as part of your story that's going to touch people and it's going to hit them in different places. But one of the things is that um, that holding things in and not sharing with other people, trying to appear like everything's okay when it's not. And I think that that is something that within families is very common. But it's also the thing that can really be damaging in families and how you've decided you wanted to do that differently. Will you kind of just share a little bit about that? Absolutely. And and why you feel like you knew that you had to do that differently? Had to. Mm -hmm. I had to. Um, After I was saved and and have gone through the things I've gone through, um, it was important to me for for my will, funny, Mm -hmm. for, for little will to know that it's okay to talk. Yeah. You don't need to hold this in because it's mm-hmm. going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, after holding things in and going through the emotional damage and the physical damage that that does, mm-hmm. and people don't believe that, mm-hmm. when it comes to you holding things in, you're not mm-hmm. talking about anything, emotions are at an all-time high, mm-hmm. it's going to destroy you. You're yeah. going to implode from the from the inside mm-hmm. out, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was super important to me to make sure that little Will knew yeah. it is okay to talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get in trouble when you tell me your feelings. Yeah, I'm not good. going to come down on you. I want you to know that you can be a voice. You have a voice. Mm-hmm. Be a voice. I don't yeah. care if you're three or if you're 25. Mm-hmm. You have a voice, and it's important. Yeah. Not everything is fine. It's mm-hmm. not going to be fine all the time. That's good. Um, 
But you've also had to know and remember that you've got to keep God in the front. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the one that's going to help you get all this out. Um, otherwise, it could just, uh, you could explode words yeah. on other people. And then it's detrimental to those people. That's good. So then you cause a domino effect. Um, but the biggest thing is, is, is just make sure to know it's okay. Yeah. It's okay to talk out loud mm-hmm. and to tell somebody what's going yeah. on. Don't hold it in. Yeah. Um, and it's it's even more than okay. It's important to it tell somebody. Is. Like find somebody that you can tell. Somebody. And if it's not within your family, if it's somebody, a counselor, or someone at church, it could be your a best friend. friend. But be, make sure you have a friend that's actually going to speak truth right. and life into right. your life. But right. find somebody that you can tell if you're going through any of the things that we talked about. Absolutely. You know, if you're going through those things, it's so important to find somebody to mm-hmm. bring things to the light and bring it things is. open. That's where, like healing can take place and i do think that like within families um you know just that realness even if even if it's you're sharing the bad stuff that's right even the hard stuff share it like kids need to know because i think a lot of times kids can be raised up in a family that it looks like it's good but they know they know deep down it's not it's not and whenever parents try to cover and hide things but it's really best to just say like hey this is hard for me. Right. Or I've done this and this and this, mm-hmm. and here's what God taught me in it. Absolutely. And it was bad, and I made bad choices, but God, mm-hmm. look what God did in my life through it. And that's what I've told both of us. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, you know, with God, there's going to be hope. Yeah. You will come out on the other side. It may not be the easiest, mm-hmm. but at least you got it out. Yeah. And now God can say, okay, I can work with this. That's right. You're out in yeah. the open now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you hold it in, you're not allowing God to help you, yeah. you have taken control over all of this. Where when you let it out and you speak it, mm-hmm. somebody knows that you trust and that you know is going to speak truth and life into mm-hmm. you. But also God takes it and says, "Okay, then let me work with it now." Yeah, uh, and that's what you know. One thing with Will, you know, I told him I said, "Always be transparent mm-hmm. with anybody you come in contact with." Yeah, you know that transparency is going to develop into a hope that you'll never be able to get rid of. And that's I love good. it. That's good. I think one of the things that, you know, I think people need to hear, too, is that, like, if you didn't have that in your family environment, you can change that. Absolutely. For for the next generation. Like, you do have the power to change that, and you've changed that for the next generation, Mm -hmm. and your previous generations have changed in that, too. And so, like, everyone has the power and has, through God— Everyone can change and every situation can change. You know, there is not a situation that's not without hope. And so I was thinking, um, I'd love for you to just kind of say, like, what is, if you could, like, go back and tell yourself in any of those positions that you were in during those years of your 20s when you were, you know, you were making bad choices, you were in a tough time. If you could go back and share with yourself, then, like, what would you say? I would say it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to breathe. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to stand up and tell somebody that you're having a tough time. Yeah. You know, it's it's all right. Mm-hmm. Find that person who you trust and who you know you can lean on mm-hmm. to, to, to breathe life into you to say, okay, but with God, you can do this. That's good. So He will give you the hope that you need mm-hmm. to keep going. Mm-hmm. Um. But I would tell her, it's okay. It's good. You've done this and it's all right. Here, let's get back up. Yeah. And let's tackle it. That's good. Okay, so now what would you say to the girl that is and that's there right now? Like you're speaking directly to that girl. Mm. Take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. You're okay. Yeah. 
you always have somebody beside you and around you that can help you or at least point you in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Be transparent with yourself first. Yeah. And then be transparent with those around you. So that way you have plenty of help from all four corners. But always know that God is not going to leave you nor forsake you. And He's always going to be there and welcome you with open arms. You do not have to go through this by yourself. That's good. At all. There's always going to be somebody that has either been there or going through it with you. Mm -hmm. So you're not alone and you're not by yourself. Pray about it first. That's good. I think that is like the biggest lie of the evil one, that you're alone in this. Like you're you're the only one who's gone through this. No one else is going to understand. And that's such a lie to keep you from sharing. So thank you so much. don't want young girls and young women to Mm -hmm. think they're by themselves because you're not. Yeah. I was, and I felt like I was, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. God knew the path, but He just needed me to wake up. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing that. Of course. Of course. And I just think about all the prayers that we prayed, and they were answered. Most certainly. In <laughs> God's time, and not even not always the way we thought they were going to be answered in ways that we could have never even imagined. But sitting here today with you, you just look back and you're just like, Whoa, God. Wow. <laughs> look at all the prayers. And I think about when Will was a little baby, that our prayers were like meeting up in heaven Absolutely. <laughs> because we were both praying for him and what a blessed love baby he was what, oh a, blessed my love, what a blessed love man he is yes. to have two mamas that <laughs> love him <laughs> and right. have prayed for him all all of his days every so, day mm-hmm. thank you i love you friend i love I'm you i'm so friend. thankful for you thankful for you babe